So what's up, Panther? It's your boy, Steve Garcia, and you're tuned in to another episode of the Chicano Podcast, also known as Chocas. I'm your host, Belon, and um, today's episode, I wanted to talk a little bit about Fox News, the media, Tucker Carlson, and what a lot of gente, a lot of Mexicanos, a lot of Chicanos, a lot of our people are just not talking about. And lastly, this is an infection. It's a disease, um, pretty similar to, you know, Trump, pretty similar to this bigotry, this partisanship that we have with, you know, I mean, it's, 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 it's very political, you know. Um, it's so political that if if you've just ever seen, um, CNN or Fox News and the way that they operate, um, when it comes to that fear mongering, you know, that message of fear mongering. Um, CNN doesn't quite do it as much. They do do it, you know. There's the, you know, the left, you know, the left side, the right side. You know, there's the, you know, they play off of that, that mentality of, you know, Trump or anti-Trump. You know, and if you listen to Tucker Carlson, if you've ever heard, uh, I'm, I'm not a fan. You know, I don't you know, subscribe to Fox News, I don't pay these guys, as a matter of fact, right now, if you look at the advertisers that have pulled out, pulled away, um, as of recently, um, a lot of people don't want to associate with Tucker Carlson, a lot of the ad money, um, that, you know, supports Fox News, um, traditionally has come from other companies, but Tucker Carlson right now has the highest rated show in cable TV. This is an undisputed fact. Um, he just recently surpassed, um, can't remember that Hannity, Sean Hannity. Sean Hannity is another one um, that's very, I would say, right-wing. You know, he's uh, Trumpish. You know, their political agenda is always, um, you know, I, I could care less so much. I just, I kind of wanted to also talk about, in the very beginning, I didn't say, you know, you know, one of the... One of the reactions to a lot of this rhetoric is, you know, 
the kids in the cages if you really want to if you really want to know um you know why we have you know children separated from their families little kids in cages um little kids being raped molested and um you know border patrol agents that are you know sexually um offending all of these children don't that don't have the protection of their parents you know i mean this is this is not this is not anything that um should be taken lightly you know i mean you know not enough people not enough news not enough outlets not enough um there, there, there's just there's no shows there's nobody that's gonna uh talk about what's going on um to our detriment to our gente to our people um as native americans as indigenous people as people of the lands of uh mexico or central america or uh yesterday's uh texas california the southwest of modern day united states um, these are our lands, you know, these are the, the Aslan of yesterday, if you will, you know, this show is, um, you know, it, 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 it's political, but I mean, a lot of it has to do with, you know, I mean, who we are as a people and the roots that, you know, we have um as human beings you know tied to um Semanawak. um you know i haven't really talked or touched on nationalism a whole lot uh just because i know that nationalism um has gotten a bad rap you know because you know you hear about white nationalism or you hear about um, black nationalism. But honestly, the word nationalism in the context of Semanawak, the country that is not Europe, that is not African, um, in the native tongue of our people that have been here for thousands of years, It was called Semanawa, that being the Western Hemisphere, uh, you know, Turtle Island, South America, Central America, uh, Canada, United States, whatever, you know, and um, I don't mention the word uh, nationalism in a way to, um, I guess, build some, build some type of falsehood or a narrative that's against uh, other people. I think that it's part of our identity, you know, and it, I think it's what we lose as a people when you have Europeans talking about this country um, being um, an American experiment or a European idea 
of the founding fathers in 1776. You know, I mean, this is, what, 250 years ago, this country? We've been roaming these lands for tens of thousands of years. Some would say up to 50,000 years or longer as a people, as a civilized people. I mean, we're talking about a rich cultural history that we have here backed up with anything and everything that you can imagine when it comes to a civilization and its monuments, its archaeology, its pyramids, temples, you know, I mean, the sites, the excavation that's being done to this day um, tells us so much about the writings on the wall that's now starting to be uh, disseminated and transcribed into real language, the Maya glyphs, um, the Inca um, language. I mean, it, like I said, it's, 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 it's a nationality that we have as a connection, as a people, as a culture. I don't think that people really start to decolonize until they truly understand where they come from and their history is a big part or a tie of how that makes a person who they really are. And um I've been I've been I've been talking a lot to a lot of the members that you know we have um lately and you know it it it, it continues to come up um, you know, we have a lot of problems, um, with unity and a big part of that is because we don't really see ourselves as a continuous type of people. Like when you start to study different languages, like even in Spanish and English, there's certain words that, you know, when used, they have, um, like a different dynamic. They have different uh, powers and different strengths in the way that you use it. Like you can say something in English and it doesn't really sound um, as powerful as if you said it in Spanish and vice versa, uh, just depending on what words or how they were used. In certain meanings, they, 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 they're not exactly the same sometimes. It, it's weird how to... Um, take things out of context and the way that you use words, but sometimes they don't really uh, transcribe uh, exactly the same just because of the context and the way you think about certain words. Well, what's, what's, what's interesting is a lot of people that study, um, you know, language like other tribes um, of Native Americans, uh, not, 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 not of the Southwest, but like uh, for example, I'll talk about uh, 
Russell means for a second. You know, he was Lakota. And, um, you know, I'm not Lakota or anything like that. I just, I, I, I have a, I have a real, um, strong reverence, you know, towards, uh, Russell Means. Um, he, he's a pretty inspiring guy. You know, I, I, I like a lot of the things that he says. I think he, you know, I would have loved to meet him. Um, you know, if I had to put five people on a list, um, you know, that I could meet that are dead, he would definitely be one of them. Um, I would have loved to pick his brain because some of the things that, um, he says, you know, are, are just really cool in the way that he describes things and, you know, he was able to accomplish a lot and he did a lot for, um, the American Indian, our people. And um, I'm going to talk more about him in other episodes. But, you know, when it when it comes to um, language, you know, I, I, there's been some some times that I've listened to him talk about um, certain words not being in the Lakota language. And like there are certain things that you can't say in the Lakota language, like you have to describe it a different way, which kind of changes the context of the conversation and um <clears throat> i guess this really brings up the point to um where you know they start talking about preservation and um how when you lose your cultural identity you really start to destroy your way of life and I guess this, this, this is just really the best way that I could put it. Um, it really makes me want to um, understand more of um, learning um, a language uh, like Nahuatl. Just because I feel like that there's a there's a great insight um, of culture there is to be gained from um, realizing that. But, you know, back onto the subject, I know I'm all over the place right now. And uh, that's okay <laughs> if you're like one of my regular listeners, because you know that's 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 what happens. But um, I gotta put I gotta put things into context. You know this this Tucker Carlson man, he's an evil individual. You know in my mind, um, you know what he does is he basically gets in front of all these millions of Fox viewers, and um, these are your older aging white demographic you know these are older white folks that are in my opinion dying you know and they're scared and you know their preservation of uh life is actually one of those things that they think of and they're thinking about losing Right now, you know, they're thinking about, you know, hey, look at all these, uh, you know, especially when Tucker Carlson gets on there. Look, I think one of the things that I, I, I quoted was he was talking about some town that like 16 years ago, it was less than 2% uh, Hispanic or Latino. And these are the words that he uses in this segment. And uh, 16 years later, it's over half uh, Hispanic or Latino. How would that make you feel if your town 
uh, went through the same demographic change. He didn't quite put it like that. I mean, he made it sound pretty nasty. Um, Tucker Carlson just has this way of fear-mongering that he can put it in a certain sentence and just make it sound, I don't know, just, just way worse. Um, and I'm just trying to remember the facts because I don't like to, you know, uh, change things too much. Um, you know, and that's what he said. He just basically said that. And um, it was one of those things where um, it was... It was engineered, you know, it was, it was crafted, you know, in his mind or by his writer. That's another funny thing is it is his, his writer was just fired by uh, Fox News this past week uh, for saying some kind of racist remark or having these uh, racial online um, statements. You know, apparently he was underground um, as another person or something like that. And he was just, you know, talking about. All kinds of racial stuff. And they caught him. And somebody, you know, exploited it. And, you know, he ended up uh, getting tied to uh, Fox News. They had to let him go. Um, and this was actually Tucker Carlson's number one writer. Um, and Trump actually uh, quotes Tucker Carlson all the time. And Tucker Carlson quotes this racist guy, you know, as his number one writer. So all the time. Um, so, I mean, it's no wonder why, you know, we have these, uh, partisan ideas, you know, in, um, the country right now. I mean, the White House, um, you know, the policies, uh, the, uh, immigration, uh, you know, the DACA, you know, I mean, it's just, it's an aging, older White population, like I said, watches Fox News. You do the demographics, you look at the statistics, you look at the categories, you know, it's like an older white male, um, which is their target uh, demographic, if you will. And that's what uh, media companies look at. You know, I used to work um, in media and we had a demographic profile that we would you know, try to, um, appeal to, and, um, Fox News skews old, and they skew male, and they skew white, and they skew Republican, you know, they skew Trump, and, um, so that's kind of one of the things that, you know, the advertisers are pulling out, right, um, however, he's actually still on top. Um, so it's like, you know, racism is actually catching a bad rap from, you know, um, I guess the media and, you know, companies. But, you know, when it comes to the people making the decisions, politics, you know, it's going the other way. And um, I just think as people, we need to really be aware We really need to be, uh, you know, on top of that. You know, I'm not saying go watch uh, Tucker Carlson, but I mean, you know, if you can, if, if, if I don't think that a lot, I, I don't think a lot of people are talking about it. I think that it's uh, one of the least talked about subjects um, as a Chicano, you know, I mean, if more people were aware of how uh, much of a detriment this guy does to us, um, I think that you would be a little bit more um, understanding and how imperative it is that, you know, we need to fix this thing ourselves.
Um, the Republicans aren't going to do it for us. The Democrats aren't going to do it for us. You know, it doesn't matter. I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm totally against Trump, you know, but at the same time, I mean, what's really going to change at the end of the day when we get Biden in office? I mean, do you really want to vote for Biden? You know, if you had another candidate to vote for, would you vote for him? You know, so, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't have uh, a real long episode on this one. I just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about uh, what was going on with Tucker Carlson and, um, you know, how the media, you know, plays such a big impact on um, the way uh, messages uh, resonate, you know, with the public, especially, uh, you know, when they're crafted to be um, racially motivated. You know, we still live in a country where um, there is a lot of racial tension. There's a lot of racial inequality. And um, I think that, you know, right now, you know, Black Lives Matter, that has a, a huge, huge impact on white supremacy. But again, um, it keeps us in the dark. Nobody's really talking about um, the racial injustices or inequalities of, um, you know, what goes on, you know, to the um, impact or detriment, you know, to our people. You know, nobody's talking about Chicanas. Nobody's talking about Chicanos. And nobody's talking about our children uh, being in cages. And until, um, you know, that starts to happen, you know, we're going to bear the grunt of a lot of inequalities, a lot of injustices. Um, that's why it is important, I think, in my opinion, to uh, go ahead and let this Black Lives Matter um, ride out and watch how much impact and strength, uh, you know, that we can um, ascertain uh, through unity, you know, and, um, hopefully we can still, um, uh, manifest that type of, um, crowd or unity when it comes to marching for our issues and getting, um, the people that we're marching with right now to march or coalesce with us uh, for our movements. That would be awesome. Um, it's yet to be, it's 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 yet to be seen. Um, hopefully, that's a possibility. So I'm planting that seed in uh, the heads of um, anybody and everybody that's out there um, protesting uh, to bring down the uh, pillars of uh, white supremacy, racism, and um, making Black Lives Matter along with um, Chicano lives, indigenous lives, our people's lives, any lives that um, could benefit from, again, tearing down white supremacy. And um, anyways, um, 
I think I wanted to go ahead and just get a couple of things out and um, think that I've done that. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, wrap this episode up. Until the next episode, I'm going to go ahead and bounce. I appreciate you guys tuning in and um, I have to watch you. Peace.